More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us on this fantastic Monday. Encourage you to go subscribe to the podcast. You can search out my name, Clay Travis. You can search out Buck Sexton. Uh, you can look up uh, Carol Markowitz and Tudor Dixon, who are part of the Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Network. You type in any of those names, boom, you can go subscribe. Make sure that you don't miss a single moment. Believe it or not, next week is Halloween. And right after Halloween, we've got an early Thanksgiving. And you're going to be in the middle of the fall and winter travel season, Christmas and New Year's, not that far away. And you may be on the road, uh, and you can take the show with you. Certainly, you can also download the iHeartRadio app. You can listen to us anywhere in the country or around the world. Going to get to, with you, Buck, in a moment, the nine people who are running for the House Speaker, although I bet there's not a single person listening to us right now that can name all nine with the state that they represent uh, because there are a lot of people out there in this race that are not very well known at all. But we've been talking a lot about Israel, Gaza, and the storyline that falls out of this. And, Buck, I wanted to hit you with this. Have you seen this poll which breaks down responses for age groups as to whether or not the Palestinian uh, – here's the question. Do you think Hamas's killing of 1,200 Israeli civilians uh, can be justified by the grievances of Palestinians, or is it not justified? 18 to 24-year-olds say it can be justified. What were the numbers? Like by by 50, what percentage? 53, uh, 51 to 49, 18 to 24-year-olds say it was, can be justified nationwide, say it cannot, 24% say it can. Now, that's a big number that says it cannot, but what's interesting to me is those who are 65 and up, 91% say not justified, 9% say it can. 18 to 24-year-olds, basically if you're under 34, it's nearly a 50-50 proposition according to this poll. 
uh, that is being widely circulated right now on social media. Uh, and there is a, uh, there is obviously an age correlation here. If you're over 35, overwhelming majority say it can't be justified. I do think it's worthy, and, and this ties in, Buck, with the responses that we've seen on so many college campuses and of so many young people that we have talked about. The question that I think America should be asking, and I think it's a really good one, is how do we get to a place where so many young people are willing to justify what Hamas did based on the worldview that they have had inculcated in them of who's good, who's evil, who's a colonizer, who is a uh, who is being colonized. I think it's pure political tribalism and uh, denialism, if you will. The, the, the tribalism being that the people who think of themselves as consistently aligned with the underdog, the people who think that they are good people because they support the oppressed, whether it's via BLM or, you know, Indigenous Peoples Day or, you know, any number of left-wing LGBTQ plus trans ideology, they think of the Palestinians as right alongside that. And so there's a reflexive, I mean, if, if you were to look, Clay, at support for and, you know, support is such a vague word, vague term, but people that are ideologically deeply aligned with Palestine, um, or the Palestinians and all these other left wing issues, the correlation is, is going to be almost a hundred percent, right? I mean, you're going to see yes. clear, you know, that, that left wing reality playing out. And so on the college campuses and for young people in particular, their, their response on this is reflexive, but the cognitive dissonance, which we'd mentioned before, which is holding two incongruent, you know, ideas at the same time in your head. The cognitive dissonance here is the Palestinians are the, are the oppressed and they're the victims. Ultimately, they are the victims. That's the mentality. Oh, but look what just happened. They just via Hamas victimized over 1400 Israelis in the most heinous, graphic, brutal and barbaric way. So that's why there's the, oh, that can't be real, right? That's why that this is the reason for the denial is that it's impossible to hold their core belief on the left of the Palestinians are the victims, but look at the mass victimization they just engaged in without, I mean, to say without provocation is, you know, goes without saying there's no such thing you could do that would ever provoke somebody or justify such a heinous um, act. I mean, it was the most evil thing imaginable. Um, so that's where I think you see that the young people on the campuses are brainwashed on these issues. I, I really do think it is a, a brainwashing. And for those who have at least some connection to reality, Clay, still, who still have some sense of a, of, of moral decency, I really feel that the, the cause of the Palestinians, at least as it's viewed in this country and viewed by a, a large portion of the world, is never really going to be the same after this. I, I do think that a Rubicon, and I know there were suicide, there have been suicide bombings and I mean, Hamas and Palestinian Islamic Jihad and the Al-Aqsa Martyrs Brigades and all these different groups, they have done horrific things for decades. But this was another level. And I think it has changed perception in a way that there's, there's a fear that these people are now on the pro-Palestinian side. Uh, they're on the wrong side of history. They just won't accept that yet. I also think when I look at this age breakdown, again, 65 and up, 91% of Americans say 
there's absolutely no justification. Now, we can probably think of who that 9% is. It's the kind of people who have tenure and serve on faculties and uh, and, and convince themselves that America is People who are evil. deeply anti-Semitic as well, truly deeply anti-Semitic. Truly. That's a good point as well. Okay, so with that in mind, I also think it's a function of if you are older in this country, you have more experience with the idea of evil. And I think this is important. We have an entire coddled generation of American kids. And I bet this is starting to happen to you now too, Buck, where you go out with grown adults and they have no recollection of 9-11 ever happening. If you are 22 years old and you are on a college campus right now and you're even a senior, what have you actually seen in the United States that's evil? I mean really profoundly awful in your life. You might I mean, say, I, I oh, could the say, Jordan- I could answer that question. Yeah. But it would sound like I was trying to be, um, glib or, or, yeah. you know, preposterous because what they view as truly awful, you know, these generations that haven't or the generation that hasn't experienced it is what they're told the view is truly awful, which is remember, Clay, they'll use terms like the genocide of the trans community because people use Correct. the wrong pronouns. And, that, and that's, and, that's no, what I, mean, this, I think it's so important about this. Right. I mean, their, their sense of, their sense of evil has been deeply distorted such that what they view as evil is actually either an inversion of reality or a political, you know, a political dispute. And what is truly obviously evil and the existence thereof, they have, it's not just a difficulty in recognizing it. I think, I think philosophically they, they can't handle it. Uh, because remember, they've been told all along, uh, the, the, the foundational belief of the left is, is a moral, well, it's, there is no God and there is total moral relativism and that everything is just power dynamics. And this is why people say it's all, it's related into, uh, Marxism and some of the evils of, of Marxist theory. It's just all about exploitation and people getting what they can for themselves and, and oppressing others. There's nothing greater. There's no universal truth, no universal morality. And that works for a lot of things for them, right? I mean, when you're talking about, you know, the, the trans sports team things, you know, oh, well, you know, we've changed it five minutes ago. We knew this was crazy, but now it's on an issue like this, though. It's such a the the attack on Israel is such a um an, an affront to basic humanity. It's such an assault on civilization. It's such a a clear act of the worst barbarism and evil is the most appropriate term for it. I think it's hard for the minds of true believing leftists to understand that there really is something that is that clear cut that that evil you know that the the good guys and the bad guys can be that distinct because if it's true on that it might be true on other issues as well that they haven't considered i think this is so important and i think this is for parents and grandparents out there who have young kids and i think about this obviously because i've got three 15 or younger they haven't ever actually seen evil buck they have been told that opinions that they don't like are evil or that presidents that they don't like are Nazis. But they haven't really seen the slaughter of innocents on a scale like we saw in Israel. And so when your entire world, Buck, has been created around the concept of worlds, uh, words are, are evil, silence is violence, 
you don't have the ability to even comprehend true evil and you can't identify it as such. And I think part of it's probably an abandonment of religion because religion does teach. And I think this is perfect example of that, that there is true good and evil in the United, in the world, but there hasn't actually been evil on a broad scale in the United States perpetrated like this. You've had individual actors, right? Who might go out and take a gun to a Walmart or something like that. You know, to, to your, your point about the recognition of evil and the, and the ability of the left and the, call it the politically fashionable left, which the, you know, young in this country, unfortunately, are, are very much, uh, you know, seduced by, um, the political fashions of the left in the moment. Look at the clarity with which they will, in their minds, address the issue of Ukraine and Russia, where yes. Russia is, and look, Russia is an aggressor in, in the wrong here, but they, they can see Russia as the monstrous evil because they've been they've been told to, um, and instead of approaching this with the same understanding, because it's not innate to them, it's whatever the orders are from on high, right? It's whatever the hive mind decides. With Hamas and Israel, it should be even easier after an incident like this. Infinitely it, easier than easier. Ukraine and Russia to pick the bad you know, side. Um, and, you know, Ukraine and Russia, there's a whole lot of conversation that, you know, we could have about. It's also two that. bad white guys, I'll point yeah. out, because so much of this is a racial characterization. Yes. Um, and, and that's why, I mean, you've seen with, uh, with some of the BLM groups, et cetera, in this, in this country, they immediately view this conflict through a anti-colonial and racial lens. And let's be clear, anti-colonialism is all about racism. That's the, the whole point is that. Starting at the age of exploration and, you know, roughly, you know, for, well, 1492, but I was going to say roughly the 1500s onwards, um, there were Western European countries that were colonizing non-white countries around the world. So anti-colonialism is at its core a, a, a racial issue. Um, and so these things all get mixed in together in the, in the view of the left. But, uh, Clay, it's a, it's a wake up call. And I, and I, I actually, You've been saying you think that people have been, um, you know, red pilled a bit on this issue. I am seeing more evidence of that with with the days going by. I, I don't know how it will affect, let's say, 2024. I don't think it might be critical mass like that, but it is happening. And and it's and I get people reaching out to me. Um, I have Jewish neighbors who have told me they feel safer knowing that I'm nearby and armed. For example, yeah, you know, I it actually happened to me. There's like, oh, I'm glad you're here. You've been trained. And I know, you know, you believe in the Second Amendment, and so our neighborhood, I mean, think about the level of, of, um, of anxiety that, that, that Jewish people in this country right now feel, first of all, the heartbreak of what happened to, to their Jewish brothers and sisters in Israel. But beyond that, you were just talking about possible infiltration. I mean, the possibility of this happening here and the, the sense that there's a lack of security because of all the anti-Semitism out there. Um, you know, this is going to be a fight we're in for a long time. Buck, if you have kids and you are Jewish right now and you have had to see what Hamas did to those innocent Jewish kids, I, I would imagine. I mean, it's it's hard for me to see it, and obviously I'm yeah. not Jewish. I don't have a direct uh, connection to that where someone is being killed because of who they are, directly targeted by terrorists because of who they are, their religious faith things that they don't have any control over at all, what what ethnicity they happen to be, um, in a real targeted manner, and you're hearing those same people say, 
and we have to do this again, or we're going to have a day of vengeance or a day of violence. All I would imagine when you are dropping your kids off at school or at daycare, wherever you start your day, there is a sick feeling in the pit of your stomach where you think to yourself, even though you realize the statistical anomaly that it might be, is this the day that a terror group comes after my kids and tries to do to them what they did to all those kids in Israel. I think that's a very real feeling in the pit of your stomach. It's a basic human emotion. I don't know how you couldn't feel that way. And to see people out there justifying it, if you have been voting on the left, I don't think see how you couldn't have a moment of moral reckoning where you sit around and think, I thought we were all on the same side, and now you're defending the people who are murdering me because of my ethnicity. I, I can't imagine that. Members of our armed forces are 100% volunteers. They choose the roles to protect our freedoms, prepare themselves for perilous duty if required. That's bravery and preparation and sacrifice. And when they're done serving, they come back to a tight job market, inflation-driven prices, a tough economic climate. Giving them help after that level of dedication is the right thing to do. That's why Pure Talk is proud to shine the spotlight and make a step forward to try to make a huge difference. When you switch your cell phone service to Pure Talk, They'll donate a portion to alleviating veteran debt, $10 million. After two weeks, they're going to do it on Veterans Day. They've made up over half the money that they're going to donate. You don't sacrifice anything. In fact, you're going to save a fortune when you switch to Pure Talk. And as a process, they're going to donate $10 million to the eradication of veteran debt. Uh, plan started just 20 bucks a month. Unlimited talk, text, more data, mobile hotspot. My 15-year-old has a Pure Talk phone. We use it to be in touch with him to be able to uh, go all around. Just dial pound 250, say the keyword Clay and Buck to make the switch. Let's show unwavering support for our veterans. Dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck. Switch to Pure Talk today. It's the right move. It's the American way. They're here to shed light on the truth every day. Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. 
HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Pure Talk, the cell phone company we both rely on, is further investing in their customers without charging an extra penny. Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, but now they're giving you coverage in more than 50 countries, too. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. You keep your phone number and your phone unless you want to get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Up to you. Go to puretalk.com slash buck and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash buck, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. Welcome back, team. Uh, We're going to dive into a little bit of the speaker battle here. Also, just give ourselves a breather from the uh, existential discussions here about uh, truly about uh, good and evil and and what's going on right now um, over in uh, Israel and, and in the, the Middle East. Um, so we'll dive into this. I, I wanted to play it. We don't have time for right now, but, you know, Newt Gingrich weighing in on this and the speaker's battle. Um, there's a lot that people are seeing, I think, play out here that is not particularly helpful to Republicans. I would just say, Clay, for me at this point, the good news is that it's far enough away from the election that I think I don't think anyone's really going to care. That's if I'm looking for a silver lining here, the silver lining of the speaker's battle is nobody's even going to remember in a year, thankfully. Yeah, it's it's a totally unforced error that is I think at this point indefensible by the Republican Party that mostly is getting ignored because Israel is so much of a bigger story. That's the reality. Yes. Um, also, we'll take some of your uh, calls and we'll read some of your VIP emails from ClayNBuck.com. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. Those in the know call it the Secret Royalty Program. It's an IRS loophole that allows Americans to collect thousands of dollars or more in payouts every year. The publication Business Insider writes that this opportunity could provide, and I quote, enough money to live off of each year without having any other retirement plan. There are no age or income requirements. It's available to anyone 18 or older. There are no employment requirements. You can be working or retired. And the best part is, you don't have to be an expert in this regard, but you should hurry on this one. The deadline to collect the next payout is just a few months away. It only takes a few minutes to get started. Visit secretroyaltyprogram.com, and you can check out this this whole program for yourself. Again, that website is Secret Royalty Program. That's secretroyaltyprogram.com. Go to it before the upcoming deadline. Secretroyaltyprogram.com, paid for by Wide Moat Research. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Buck and I were just talking a little bit off air, and I've got a clip I'm going to play for you from Corinne Jean-Pierre in a moment, continuing the conversation that we were having about 
how many young people just don't have a comprehension in the United States of what true evil is because they've been conditioned to believe that Nazis are people who post memes that you disagree with on Twitter, not the people who actually gassed humans to death. And they don't have the intellectual processes developed because they're still young to understand as you're hearing some of these horrible, violent depredations that were inflicted upon Jewish people. If you've been raised to believe that Donald Trump's opinion on American immigration policies are racist and Nazi-like, it's almost like you can't comprehend that you just witnessed an actual Nazi-like attack. And so as a result, you're so conditioned to words are violent, silence is violence, that you lack the functional tools to understand when, for instance, a Jewish pregnant woman, as has been reported, is murdered, her belly is cut open, the child inside of her who was near birth is murdered as well, and it's all used as Hamas propaganda. That is evil on a scale that most people in America can never comprehend. Now, individual actors can behave in an evil way. Somebody might show up at the Walmart with a gun. Somebody might walk into a school and kill people. But it isn't under the guise of, I'm doing this for terrorist reasons by and large. It's just one psychotic person. And so they don't, many of these kids, we're talking about this poll that says, oh, was it justified what was going on? They've so bought into their worldview that they can't comprehend a world where people that they identify as colonizers could be in any way the victim because the poor brown people from Palestine are the people who are being oppressed and therefore anything they do that attacks Jews conflicts with their worldview. And, and and again, I think it's even happening. It's not just kids and your grandkids out there. Again, half of them, basically. There are many that would still recognize how awful this is. But listen to this that just happened in the White House. Corinne Jean-Pierre is asked about actions of anti-Semitism that are occurring in the country. And I haven't even heard this yet. She pivots the question to talk about how Muslim people are being treated unfairly. Listen. We have not seen any credible threats. I know there's been always questions about uh, credible threats. And so just want to make sure that that's out there. But look, Muslim and those perceived to be Muslim have endured a disproportionate number of hate-fueled attacks. And certainly President Biden understands that many of our Muslim Arab, Arab Americans and Palestinian American loved ones and neighbors are worried about the hate being directed at their communities. And that is something you heard the president speak to in his uh, in his address uh, just last, last Thursday. And so one of the things that the president has done is directed his team, uh, uh, Homeland Security team, to prioritize prevention uh, and disruption of any emerging threats that could harm the Jewish, the Muslim, uh, Arab Americans, or or any other communities. Okay, so, Buck, what happened there, we didn't hear the first question, but she was specifically asked about issues of anti-Semitism that might be occurring in the United States, immediately, uh, uh, you know, pivots to talk about Islamophobia, which is what Joe Biden tweeted about today. This is yes. this is an example of an inability to, I think, understand good and evil and where we are right now. Well, it it's meant to be um, something that appeals to the far left 
and anti-Semitic and anti-Israel component of the Democrat Party um, who still want to believe that they are the victims in this and and or, depending on who we're talking about, that um, it is Muslims and Muslim Palestinians specifically who are the victims of this. As I mentioned, there's actually a fair number of, of uh, Christian Palestinians as well, which doesn't really very often get talked about. Um, but, and there are Palestinians that you, I have met Palestinians that have, you know, blonde hair, red hair, blue eyes. I mean, this notion of the, the racial components of this conflict, they're Ethiopian Jews. I mean, the, the, the racial components of this conflict are, inc- are very much oversimplified by the left because they want it to be white, oppressing brown. That's the way yes. that they think of this, right? Um, and the, the idea that somehow, the real, uh, the real concern should fall on, you know, the, the Muslim community in, in this country. I mean, you sit here and you say every, like, let's get right down to this. There was a young boy who was, uh, you know, brutally murdered by some psychopath crazy, yeah. and they, yeah. crazy who was in a, every person in the country of any standing or any saw that and said, that is absolutely heinous. Throw the, you know, Throw the book at that guy, you know, you know, put, you know, lock him up for life or, you know, death penalty if, if that's possible in that state, whatever the case may be. No one said, oh, well, you know, there's more to, you know, we gotta, let, let's not focus too much on that because there's something else. There was no what about is, and it was, that was a heinous murder of a child. And yet with the heinous murder of children in Israel, you have all these people that do this, um, sure it's bad, but, or all this throat clearing about, oh, you know, the Palestinian cause is complicated or whatever. No, no, no. This is actually rather straightforward. The murder of that young Muslim boy was a grotesque atrocity and a crime, and all decent people condemn it. What Hamas did to the Jewish people is a grotesque atrocity and a crime, and all decent people should condemn it. But they don't, right? Yeah. And this this is where... There is a difference. This is where you see something. You say, hold on a second. There is no mainstream ideology in this country of, oh, yeah, go and go and harm a person because they're Muslim, because of the history of Muslim oppression or what that that doesn't exist there. Is, and thank God there is a mainstream, not main. I shouldn't say mainstream, a far too common, far too prevalent anti-Semitism that creates this, well, you know, the thing that happened in Israel is really, sure, you know, it's, or, well, first of all, some people deny that it even happened, but they're complete lunatics. Um, but there's this, you know, mitigation, Clay. There's this, oh, we need to think about all the factors here. Or let's, let's call for a ceasefire. Let's not rush to judgment. How about just judgment? The judgment that this was evil, that this was wrong. And that's where, when Corinne Jean-Pierre pivots to, you know, oh, yes, Muslims in this country are under assault as well. No, they are not. And no, they should not be. And why does she feel the need to do that? And if there's any doubt, because remember immediately what MSNBC said is, oh, conservative talk radio is responsible for that guy's murder. Don't kill anyone. If you're out there listening to us right now and you're like, hey, I was thinking about committing murder, uh, don't do it. All right. Uh, and, and if you're like, but then on the radio, they said, don't commit murder. Well, that would actually make me feel good. So if we have so much influence over the millions of you listening right now, let me just be perfectly clear. Both Buck and myself want none of you to kill anyone. All right. We want you to be murder free for both this day and all the days into the future. We are anti murder. But your point is an important one. 
There is no one that I have heard out there at all with any kind of significant audience saying, hey, as a result of what happened in Israel, you should go out and take vengeance on people who have a different faith than you or happen to be Muslim or members of, uh, of, of a particular ethnic group. You should never do that, right? But there are still lots of people who are trying to justify what happened in the 1400 murders of the Jews. This, this There's is exactly no moral the equivalency here at all. This is exactly the point. There, there are massive protests of people who are standing in solidarity with Hamas and the Palestinians. Now, some are, I know, more specific to it's just the Palestinian people and maybe they condemn Hamas a little bit, but there are, there is a movement here. There is a movement that is broad based. It is an anti-Semitic. It is a Jew hating movement that exists that we see that Hamas, yes, obviously is very much a part of, but it is broader than that. And it has seeped into our society and it has, it has, um, you know, in, infected more of the West than I think a lot of people realize, or perhaps the infection has gone deeper than a lot of people realized until this, this moment in time. And so the notion that the concern we should have is Islamophobia. No, uh, in America, we're, we're the good guys. We know that we don't do that to people. We know that we don't harm people based on their religion or their skin color or their ethnicity or their, you know, country Correct. of origin, whatever, because we're the good guys. Yes. Hamas doesn't know that because they're the bad guys. And, and this, I know people will say, and you know, if you get some leftists on the internet, oh, look at the, look at this stupid radio show. They're simplifying. Some things are simple. Some things are actually a binary, good and bad, right and wrong. And that is the moment that we are in right now. And I, I think that there's a, a, a need for people to say it in that way and to be speaking about it with that degree of, of clarity because the on both sides, muddy up the waters, complicated. Oh, it's all complicated. No, sometimes it's actually not complicated. Sometimes How about the argument, Buck? People forward. are like, well, they may have killed those babies, but they didn't behead them. I mean, that's some of the – when you find yourself making the argument, oh, this is exaggerated. Sure, they murdered hmm. those babies, but they didn't behead all of them. That's where some of these people are. I mean, you're in a tough spot, Buck, when your argument is, yeah, they killed all these innocent babies, but stop with the argument that they beheaded all of them too. That didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. you're in a, you're in a morally vacuous universe when you are arguing about the degree to which the murders occurred of innocent babies. All right, we're switching gears here for a second. We also want to take some of your calls to close us out. What are your thoughts on all this? 800-282-2882. Look, guys, you want the energy and the drive to maximize every day, right? There's no substitute for a full night's rest and regular exercise. Sure, you got to do the basics. But that's easier said than done, especially if you travel a lot or like me. I'm a little tired today. Why? Well, i got a puppy, and it's keeping me up at night. Carrie's handling it mostly, but I still get kept up at night. But you know what can really help? Chalk's male vitality stack. This set of supplements is formulated with natural nutrients that give the body energy and stamina. The leading ingredient in Chalk's male vitality stack is proven in studies to replenish diminished amounts of testosterone up some 20% in just three months' time. You'll feel the difference along the way, even during that initial three months' time. Find Chalk's entire line of supplements online at their website, Chalk.com. It's the only place you can go is their website. So go to Chalk, C-H-O-Q.com. Save 35% off any Chalk subscription you choose for life. When you use my name, Buck, in your purchase process, that's chalkchoq.com. Use the name Buck in your purchase process. Don't miss a minute of Clay and Buck and get behind the
behind-the-scene access to special content for members only. Subscribe to CNB 24-7. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. Pure Talk, the cell phone company we both rely on, is further investing in their customers without charging an extra penny. Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, but now they're giving you coverage in more than 50 countries, too. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. You keep your phone number and your phone unless you want to get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Up to you. Go to puretalk.com slash buck and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash buck, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can afford to travel this summer. Closing up shop here on Clan Buck for the day. Always, always honored that you uh, spend your time with us. So uh, please uh, come back tomorrow and make sure if you missed any part of today, you subscribe to the uh, podcast. You'll also get the Carol Markowitz show in that podcast stream. Uh, download the iHeartRadio app. You can subscribe. You can also become a ClayandBuck.com VIP and send us emails throughout the show. Uh, let's take some calls here, Clay. Linda in Tallahassee. Linda, what have you got for us? Good afternoon. Um, I want to thank you for your good coverage of Israel because I've been listening um, just about every single day. 
And to say that I'm beyond disgusted by the American response is an understatement, especially by the Muslim apologists when there is no, there is absolutely zero proof of any anti-Muslim activity, but we have anti-Semitic activity all around us under our nose. But something interesting happened. So I've been posting a lot of pro-Israeli posts, facts, this is what happened, this person was murdered, these are the children that are missing. I literally will get, like normally, multiple, multiple comments and likes, and I literally am getting, I don't know if I'm getting ghosted or if people are afraid to comment. All of a sudden, I'm getting five comments and ten likes. So I told to my husband, it's our anniversary. Let's put a post out there. Let's see the difference between a post or a like or a comment on our anniversary versus this. We had close to 200 immediate likes and multiple, multiple comments. I think I counted the last time it was close to 100. You know, Linda, comments. thank you. You know, there, there are a lot of people um, right now who I think they they feel like they'll become a target. I mean, already, just so you know, I've got, you know, people on, on Twitter who are mad at me because I said, what I think is a very straightforward analysis, and I worked in counterterrorism at the Central Intelligence Agency, so I think I have some idea what I'm talking about, um, that the attack by Hamas uh, puts it on the same moral plane. It's, a, it's, it's very similar to what you would expect from an ISIS or al-Qaeda terrorist attack. And In fact, some might argue that it's, in some ways it's, it's worse than what you've seen from many of those, uh, many jihadist groups around the world, but it's certainly, along with the worst clay, people are, you know, oh, unserious analysis, you know, they're getting mad, you know, the leftists are, are getting mad at me for this. I don't know what could be more straightforward than that. How, how could, I would I would challenge them, Clay, and thank you for calling in, Linda, I would challenge anybody who has a problem with that analysis to explain to me how could Hamas have made it more evil? Like, what what on the on the possibilities of, of doing evil acts, what could Hamas have done in that terror attack to make it more evil? I actually can't think of anything. I, I think that they hit everything they possibly could. It's a great point. And um I I again I think it comes back to and, and this is why I think it's important for all of you out there listening to have conversations with your kids and grandkids about this. Because I think it really comes back to the way that so many Americans are responding is one, Buck it's amazing how many people speak out in America that would never have the freedom to speak out in the countries that they claim to be supporting. I can't get past all these idiots with, like, LGBTQ for Palestine, right? The luxuries of American freedom that allow you to speak out when you would never be able to be gay and free in Palestine. I mean, it just wouldn't be allowed. It wouldn't be permitted. And two, you definitely wouldn't be able to be trans and free in Palestine either. I mean, you know, the, the, some of the I've seen trans for Palestine right yes. now. Not all supposed victim groups uh, are, are 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 aligned. You can put it that way. Uh, and also, do you realize what the, the faith of the Muslims actually represents relative to what many of the lifestyle choices are made by people who believe that they are in the same camp with them? I'll just put that out. But I think it's important to have a conversation with your kids and grandkids about what true evil looks like. Because it ain't somebody who disagrees with your opinion on uh, on what should happen with border security, right? Your aunt, who believes there should be a wall being built, is not is the smart. same as a Jewish guard 
who flipped yeah. on the the, tea, the gas to gas Jews. They, they aren't equally Nazis. And real evil exists. And I think in America, you know, it's a luxury to be out there arguing, oh, a dude who pretends to be a chick should be the women's athlete of the year. That's a sign of how little actual danger there is in America that the left considers that to be a battleground. These are real conversations that I think parents and grandparents need to have to open up the eyes of young people as to what's going on around the world and what's happened in the past to Americans. What's happening to Americans in Israel today? I I just will say that, uh, you know, the ground war hasn't even started yet. So this is going to be an issue that's front and center for us here because it must be, because it is, um, for quite some time. And we will approach it with as much um, honesty, decency, moral clarity, and and strength as we can here on the show. So, honored to have you with us as we do all of that. We'll get back into it tomorrow. Give your loved ones a hug today, friends. We'll talk to you soon. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.